Welcome back to Parents vs. Gaming. My name is James III. I'm your host of Parents vs. Gaming and of the owner of Last Choice Network. I am here with our other amazing host on the PVG podcast, Miss Kia Kane. Kia, how are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, you know, time change today. Oh, um, for sure. We're recording today on November 6th. Uh, so definitely... Uh, it was nice though, right? To sleep in. It was. It was nice. Um, I had an alarm set just in case because I did stay up extra late last night because I had a community <laughs> night. Um, you guys watched so, a movie, I believe, right? Uh, I did movie night on Friday, and then I did community night uh, for gaming uh, yesterday. Um, okay. I had a couple people that were like, "Hey, when is you doing another community night? I really want to get back into it." And I was like, "All right, cool. Like, let's go." So um, we had a community night of Overwatch Two. And I, um, it was a lot of fun. So we ended up staying up till like uh, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. <laughs> did you win some games? Um, yes, we did. We we actually won our last uh, two or three games of the night for sure. Um, so yeah, it was it was definitely a lot of fun. We had a blast. Um, I think everybody else had a blast too. Um, so yeah, so I was like up super late. So being a like time changing and falling back, it actually kind of helped me because I was like, I'm gonna set an alarm just in case I don't get up in time for the podcast because yeah, usually, yeah. when something like that happens, I end up sleeping in super late, and um, I was up at like 8:30 this morning. Oof. <laughs> so um, like I just woke up, and so I was like, okay, well I guess it works out. Um, so yeah, I didn't even have to have my alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> hey that's awesome uh i actually for a weird reason no no reason i just ended up in bed early uh i did watch the first episode you know ender and i are doing the last choice tv reviews podcast oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so we did house of the dragon we are currently doing um the winchester series but yeah. since house of the dragon is over we always want to have two series going and we are going to start doing reacher from prime video oh okay so we have to yeah. go back and do season one so i watched episode one last night and at first i was like i'm not gonna be into this show at all but the actor uh was hawk or something like that on titans mm -hmm. which i really really like so i was like i'll give it a shot and i yeah. watched the first episode and i was like okay this show's awesome <laughs> like it's really really cool so uh excited to be doing that so we're gonna record some episodes tomorrow morning and those will be out pretty soon but outside of that, no, it was pretty chill. Uh, um, my stepdaughter, uh, Naomi, who is actually about to graduate high school, oh, and <laughs> they are going into game design is what they want to do in college. Yeah, crazy, right? Like, they have already made a game on, uh, not Unreal, what's the other engine? Um, GOG? There's that one. No, um, the gaming engine that's uh, Unity. 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 Okay, I was trying to. I was like, they made like I a cat, <laughs> a cat platforming game. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, that's really cool. But they're looking at some pretty, pretty high end schools. Uh, they had, but they were they had a long day yesterday. They were they are in marching band and they had a drumline competition. Oh. Yesterday, okay. so they did I, really, I really good. Band, uh, so the judges that. were BS. The judges, I think, were paid off. I'm guessing because this other school that finished ahead of them was not. It was like cats was, on a chalkboard to me. Was music. it in the other school's district? Um, no, it's like the biggest like drumline competition. Okay, because sometimes when area. it's in that like that area, of yeah, that yeah, yeah, school, sometimes the judges, even though they're not supposed to be biased, yeah, they are a little biased. So sometimes yeah. that happens. I've I've 
as someone who played in marching band mm-hmm. and our school was always top, um, I understand because yeah. there were times when we'd go and we wouldn't mess up, miss a beat, miss a step, nothing, and somehow would still manage to place like second. Or just yeah. like how when that but... other band screwed up so bad <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> Naomi is the, uh, they're the section leader in the pit. I'm going to get this oh, wrong because okay. I'm not a marching band you're person. Fine, fine. Um, but they play the marumba. Okay. Yeah, they're awesome. Like, nice. I can't do anything like that. They're they're really really good. So, it's super impressive uh, to watch Naomi play, and uh, you know, I'm super excited that they're going into game design and all that because it's like my yeah. side. You know, yeah, we can bond a little bit over that. So it's kind of cool. All right, with our uh, personal lives, we've we've thrown in everyone's face. Let's go ahead and jump into today's <laughs> topic. And today, Kia, we are going to be talking about the best video games for kids. Yes. Now, primarily, I think we're going to stick to the younger age group. I think we've beat beat with a drum uh, older teens and what we think they're able to play. This isn't yeah. necessarily our ideals on what we think they're, that whether a parent should let them play. You know, we had Nikki on here that lets her, you know, young child play Grand Theft Auto, but... Mm-hmm. That's up to all parental things. This is going to be more in the line along the lines of what we think is good for your kids to play, especially for parents that don't understand gaming. Yeah. So not just what's safe for your kids to play, what we think is good for your kids to play. And there's a big difference there. Don't you agree, Kia? I do. All right. So let's go through a little bit of a list. We're going to start down. We are on uh, microsoftnet.com. And they have a little bit of a top 10 list here that they consider their current list. And let's go through this a little bit here. The first one, number 10, and we'll give your thoughts and opinions on what you think. They've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. <coughs> Excuse me, Shredder's Revenge, which is on all platforms, I believe, as well. Yeah, I think so, as well. Now, this is, do you know what this is, Kia? I have personally never played this game. I mean, I know it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game. So yeah, it's just a side. It's a it's a side <laughs> scroller. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a new Teenage side Mutant scroller Turtle. that is out. Um, very reminiscent to the old arcade Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games. Uh, very big co op. You can have up to f- four or five. I think even up to six people playing this if you're online. Oh, um, cool. You can play all the characters, even down uh, to Splinter. Which was always my favorite. You get in there oh, as, as really their master, cool. their sensei. Yeah. Uh, you can even play April O'Neil. She's like whacking people with her microphone. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so it's really cool. It's it's just challenging enough. You can play it on an easier level, but it's just challenging enough that it, that it gets harder. Now, what's funny is the more people you have playing, the harder the game gets. Which makes sense. Which and makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But it's your classic. If you're a parent that you know went to the bowling alleys and you saw the arcade games in the back, arcade room that every bowling alley had uh usually there was a turtles in time game back there and a big quarter sucker you know just twenty dollars worth of quarters your kid you or or your kid at the time if you're an older if you're a grandparent or something that would just be sucking into that game you know now you can just get the game straight up they can play on this they're not dumping in quarters every every time but it does give them that side scroll arcade feel so i think for kind of a uh button masher beat em up game this is kind of a pretty mindless scroller and the cool thing is is teenage mutant ninja turtles is still extremely relevant for little kids today and that's what was so cool about the arcade scroller right you're getting to play as your favorite cartoon characters 
Yeah, because my son still watches Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and like he's seen some of the newer ones, and he still falls back on like the older version, mm-hmm. like the version we grew up with. So it's like he still watches all of them though, because he loves yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So this is actually really cool. Yeah, they do. They give it a eight point three four out of ten. Yeah. So good score there. Uh, next up, number nine, we've got Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga. Now, to me, Kia, this is this gets a nine point two three out of ten. This mm-hmm. is it does every Star Wars movie and the Lego series. The way that they do these games, the interactions that the Lego characters has, the little comedy bits that they throw in. They even talk now. Back in the day, the original Lego Star Wars games, they didn't have any talking. They just made no. noises. But this. To me, if you're a parent that loves Star Wars and you're like, man, I wish my kids would get into Star Wars. Like they just think it's stupid or because their friend thinks it's stupid or because maybe the other parent thinks it's stupid. So your kids aren't into it, (laughs) but they're younger and they love video games. Let them play this game. One, it's a Lego video game where they have so much interaction and building in the game and a lot of creativity. But they end up loving Star Wars out of the way that Lego does it. And now they'll probably want to watch the movies with you. Yeah. Kia, your Lego thoughts? Star Wars Lego Star Wars is a really good game. Um I played the older version um on PlayStation 2, I think. Um <clears throat> where they didn't really talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I loved it and um Kane has actually he has a Lego Star Wars game on his Xbox that he loves to play. Um and he'll go back and he'll play it and stuff like that. And he loves it and he loves he loves Star Wars. Now he's loved Star Wars well before he even played the Lego game. So this is just a win-win for me because yeah. I grew up watching Star Wars with my dad and so having Kane love and he actually one year picked out um because he got Christmas money and they told him go spend it on whatever you wanted for Christmas and he comes back to me and he's like He's maybe three years old and he comes and he's like, mommy, I really want this. And he's holding up the collector's edition of Star Wars with Darth Vader <laughs> on the front. <clears throat> that's awesome. And I was like, that's what you want? And he's like, yeah, this is what I want with my Christmas money. I was like, you don't want a toy? Like, you want, you want this? <laughs> okay. I don't question it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, what, so, and yeah. and may, you played enough of the Lego games even back then. What I really like about it is that you don't just play through. So it takes a lot of the scenes from the movies and you go through all nine movies. Mm-hmm. But as you play, you can unlock more characters. You yes. basically can unlock the entire cast of all of Star Wars down to like the basic bear, stormtroop, like 10 different variations of stormtroopers, yep. old Jedi they can play. So now you're playing, you could play as Mace Window and Star Wars Episode Nine. Mm-hmm. like it like yeah it's, it's just really cool that they so and the different characters that you have unlocked change the way a story scene might play out yes. or the interactions that they have which is really interesting i mean can you imagine playing as jar jar binks and fighting darth vader instead of luke know, skywalker right? like that's it's <laughs> pretty funny so we'll move on number eight we've got ratchet and clank Rift Apart. Now, I am an Xbox fanboy through and through, so I have never got to play this, but what I can tell you from what I've seen in the reviews and the images, and I'm going to let Kia take over here because she knows this a lot more. Now, they do give this a 9.56 out of 10. This, to me, feels like today's generation playing a Saturday morning cartoon where you are playing the main character. Yep. Pretty much. Um, It is only available on PlayStation 5. So, which is why <laughs> um, I do not have access to it yet because I have not received, I have not gotten a PlayStation 5 because, you know, they're still apparently 
impossible <laughs> to get a hold of, um, which is fine. I'm, I've moved on and switched to PC at this point. But um, I still have my PlayStation 4, which I absolutely love. Um, unfortunately, though, it doesn't get used like it used to um, because I switched to PC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that if you do have a PlayStation 5 and you are looking for something like this, um, this would definitely be a lot of fun for a kid to play. Yeah, the graphics are phenomenal. The mm-hmm. setting looks phenomenal. It definitely looks like they're playing as their own hero of a Saturday morning cartoon with great graphics. And um, it's challenging enough that an adult can play with them as well, which I think yes. is, is really fun for your for parents to join up with their kids. All right, up number seven, uh, maybe some controversy here between the two of us. Uh, a 9.02 out of 10, Among Us. Now, Among Us for those parents that might not understand, is those little jelly bean looking characters with like minions mm. glasses on the front of them, their yes. face. I, I really don't know how else to describe it. Um, now, the concept of this game, it released in 2018. It blew up in 2020, obviously, thanks to the pandemic and a lot of streamers jumping on board. The concept of the game is very simple. You're on this spaceship and... <laughs> Everybody on the spaceship has a task and they're simple tasks. They're just button press tasks. Maybe the air conditioning goes out in the spaceship or the there's a fire. So they got to put it out with a fire extinguisher and you go over and you just press X or a key on your on your keyboard. If you're playing on PC or whatever button it is on PlayStation and in a certain amount of time, you have to get back to the middle in the lobby and you get together and you have your little meeting in between each session. Now, during the time of you're doing these little tasks, there is an imposter. One of the people is an imposter and they have to go around and secretly try to kill people. And if you kill someone, you're out of the game and you can't like talk to everyone. Yep. And only the people still alive can talk. But you can still do your tasks. You're a yes. little ghosty you, and you, you float around and you could still technically do your tasks and help your crewmates win. But yeah. Yeah. So here's where it gets confusing for me i just kind of looked at this as nothing more than a little kids game with some cute little generic graphics and they go around and have community and camaraderie and they get along but kia you have a little bit different take on this for kids right i do um as someone who has played it (laughs) multiple times and has been the uh (laughs) the imposter um multiple times uh i don't see this as a game for kids Um, It encourages kids to lie because as the imposter, you have to try to get away with killing somebody. Um, And honestly, that part like doesn't really bother me, but it's the lying. It is literally enforcing and teaching a child that it is okay to lie. Um, Even if it's just to friends, it doesn't matter because eventually that reflects into life too, because then they feel like they can just, oh, well, let me see what I can get away with and lie about it. And see if I can get away with it. I don't think that's a good thing to teach kids. Um, and it's definitely a game that they can't play by themselves. And you don't Correct, want them yeah. playing it with strangers. Like you really don't. Because um, I have seen. I've also seen uh, friendships lost over this game. Um, and we're talking adults it, too. That's the sad yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, because people take it so seriously. Um, so I definitely don't. Um, I don't think this is a game for kids. Um, because it does teach them that it is okay to lie and get away with it. And yes, I'm taught. Yes, it is a game, but for some, uh, some people can bring it into the, the real life stance and to be like, okay, let me see exactly. what I can get away with, and let me lie about these things. And it's like, I don't, I don't personally think that that's okay for a child, especially a young child, 
but still learning a lot of life yeah. about life and stuff. So, um, and I, I want to reiterate, yeah, I want to reiterate <laughs> to people listening. If you're just jumping in and you're like, this is dumb. My 12 year old plays. We're talking more of like the probably three to nine year old age group. Yes. Like I would say, age group. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say as they're still trying to develop, they're still trying to understand. Yes. Uh, it's just, it's, it, it, I agree with Kia. I never kind of looked at it from this take because I'm an adult and I just think about it from adult perspective playing this, yes. um, where it's fun and you can differentiate between lying in the video game and lying in real life. Uh, yes. but yeah, I could see how that young kids is, is they can't differentiate between the two. Yeah. They, at least not a, at, at yet that, yeah. at that young age. You and know, it's not like, about the killing the person. We're not saying we think they're going to yeah, turn your like, son, your, your child that, into a killer. Not, We're just like, talking about the lying part. Yeah, it's the lying that gets to me. Like, it's not even the fact that they, you know, like, it's the lying. Because they have to try mm. to get away with this, which means they have to lie. Yeah, because in those little discussions, they have to fill. It's like Survivor, right? It's like the TV show Survivor, Big Brother. Like, somebody's getting voted off the island, and if they Mm -hmm. vote the person that is the killer, the community wins. But if they if they vote the wrong person, so now as the killer, not only do you have to lie, you have to try to convince everyone else that it's somebody else. Yeah, that it's not you. So you're so you're having to lie about where your whereabouts. You're having to lie about what you were doing, and then if you know, like. Then you have people, they're like, oh, well, I did see you go that way. You know, like, then you have people trying to vouch for you because it's just, it's, it's a, it can become a downward spiral for younger kids at that point, because then they're lying and they're like, well, I can lie about these Mm. things. And it's like, "Mm." (laughs) um, let's go. (laughs) I agree with you. So let's go on to number six. This is Forza Horizon 5. Now, I'm also going to throw in Forza Horizon 4 because I think it's relevant to almost the same extent here. The nice thing about the Forza Horizon games I do want to point out is that if you have an Xbox console, there's no reason that you shouldn't have Xbox Game Pass. And soon to happen is going to be Xbox Family Game Pass, which you'll be able to share up to five other people. So if you have an extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles, things like that, even a group of friends, if parents are get along really well and you kind of trust each other, you can give out, uh, you can decide to join together to save some money. But the all the Xbox games are available on Game Pass. It just means you just have it. You don't have to pay extra. This is a $60 game, but you don't have to pay extra for this as it would be a part of your Game Pass subscription. Now, the Forza Horizon 4 takes place in Australia. No, England. Sorry, England. 3 takes place in Australia. 4 is in England. 5 is in Mexico. Yes. Now, I want to make sure people understand the difference. There are two different types of Forza games. These are racing games. These are driving games. Now, you have Forza Motorsport, which would be comparable for parents in the notes, something like Gran Turismo, Project Gotham Racing, things like that. They are track-based games where you got to stay on the track, uh, especially the Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo. They use a lot of uh, real tracks, authentic tracks, which are really cool. If you're a Formula One fan, things like that, you're going to visit a lot of those locations around the world. Now, the difference with Forza Horizon is that it is a completely open world game. Yes, you can go do races. Yes, you can do this. But what I like about the Horizon games, and Kia, this is where I was going to say it's a little bit different. When you're a kid, I think you can get bored really quickly with track racing games. But the open world games and the Horizon games, 
if you want to run off, drive off the road and drive up at the top of a mountain, you can do it. If you just want to drive around the open world and not do any of the activities, you can do it. If you want to try to jump off a billboard and do some backflip, you can try to do it. There's different stunt modes in the game. There's different things. But the game's completely just 100% open world. So anything that they see, they can drive to. So I think what makes it fun for kids to play, the kids that don't, especially the younger kids, they just want to hold the controller and drive the car. Or if you have a steering wheel, even better with pedals. Maybe they want to play. But there's no restrictions. They can just drive around in the open world and they never lose because they're not playing anything. I mean, they're they're still leveling up. They can still level up. They can still play, but they're not competing one-on-one. So they can do basically whatever they want. So Kia, your thoughts on this? That's actually pretty cool. Um, I I had been told that it was open world, and from what I could tell, it was open world. Um, that's really cool. I still am not a big fan of racing games, so me personally, I would never, I would not play this game. I won't say never, but I would not play this game personally, um, just because I've never been big on racing games. There was one game that my brother got into. I'm trying to remember what it was called, but you could customize your car. Yeah, it does all that. All yeah, same. Things. And that was literally the only part I would do. I'm very curious. I feel like we need to get. <laughs> I'm trying in to remember Kia's what it community. was called. We need to get Kia, we need to get in Kia's community here in the bakery and convince her that on one of her stream nights, you have to play Forza Horizon Five. And the oh, reason I want to see you play it is because, especially with places like GameSpot and IGN, the amount of reviewers and gamers that typically play games, first-person shooters, games like you, that have mm-hmm. been forced to play this by their bosses and then have to admit that okay, this is way more fun than I thought it was going to be. And they'll they'll they won't get completely addicted to it, but they'll play it for a solid week and a half straight. And they'll get to a certain point where it kind of, it, okay, they're okay, like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm over it. But up until that point, like they have a blast with it and they, they admit that it's way more fun than they thought that it would be. Yeah. Well, I, like I said, there were a couple of racing games that my brothers and them got into that I was like, I really, I didn't like the racing part of it. Like I didn't enjoy that part, but a lot of it too is like, I just was not coordinated enough to, to do the driving <laughs> and not wreck. So hey, if you do, um, like so, I said, you might find I would some fun in this. In. I would just get in the mode and like just literally go crazy and just customize cars with paint jobs and everything. And you can do um, all that in this. So. And I, I loved that part of the game and I would play that part of the game. Um, and I would customize my brother's cars and stuff like that too, because they were like, Oh, you did a really good job. Can you do mine? You know? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know? And I would go in and customize their cars and stuff like that too. So I enjoyed cus- the customization part of the cars. I just personally was, I just, I sucked at driving the cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I didn't really care for it. Um, but you gave me the controller and let me customize. I customize all day. <laughs> hey, perfect. Uh, let's jump over to number five. One of the best games of all time recently made. It is available only on the Switch. And apparently it's available on the Wii U. I'm going to be honest. I did not know that. I didn't even know, didn't know people still had them. But yeah, uh, okay. number five is a 9.88 out of 10. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Kia, mm-hmm. your thoughts on this I, one? I have not played that game yet. <gasps> but I also don't have a Nintendo Switch. or Mrs. Shadow <laughs> is going to lose her mind. She knows I haven't ever played it. Oh. Um, I was actually with her a lot of the times on the phone when she would be playing it. Um and uh, she would, you know, I think I was even there when she did the completion or or something like that. But um, I, she really loved that game. That was her first game, really, to get into gaming. Yeah. Um, and I loved that for her. 
Um, and now she plays Destiny. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I really, of, really love that. Um, Legend of Zelda yeah. Breath of the Wild. I, I want to jump in a little bit and talk about what I think is great about it for kids. It's huge open world. It kind of reinvented the open world concept for video games. Uh, of course, Legend of Zelda games have been right there, a staple of kids gaming since the first one came out on Nintendo. Yeah. Um, then you've got Link that was big on the... Um, the 3ds's and and mm -hmm. stuff like that so i think um as far as getting your kids into something where they got to be creative they got to figure the open world out this game does a great job in that there is no direction that you have to go there's no like genuine through line of a storyline depending on basically anywhere that the kids want to go they can make the character go now, they're going to get to areas in the game where it's too hard. So I think what's great about especially younger kids is they'll be like, oh, that's too hard. I can't do that. So they'll go back to a place that's easier and they start playing. It's like for from a kid's point of view, if you're an adult and you understand video games, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild for anyone probably under 10 is probably like their, their Elden Ring where they can go anywhere they want. This area is super hard because their their link, their character is not leveled up high enough. So they yeah. can't beat those enemies. So they go back to the in areas that was easy that they know what they can do. And if that's all they want to do, they're going to have a blast. But yeah. the more they play, the more they level up their character, the more that they can go fight things that at the beginning of the game they may have thought hard. Now it's easy two hours later, uh, things like that. And then the creativity. Now the difference, the, the one thing that I would say it's tough for little kids when it comes to Nintendo games uh, especially exclusive Nintendo games, there is no talking in the games. They have to read. Yes. So it can Which encourage... Which is great for people who are trying to get their kids to read. Yes, it can <laughs> encourage your kids to want to read because they want to understand what's going on in the game or what this person's even talking to them about. So uh, that's why I think Legend of the Zelda Breath of the Wild would be a good game for little kids. That, that's one of the big things there. The next up, another Nintendo Switch exclusive. This took over the world during the pandemic for a while. Getting a 9.34 out of 10 Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yep. I have, that's another one. Another one you never played. A, but I don't Switch. have a Nintendo Switch, so you guys yeah. can't hate on me that much. I okay? literally bought a Nintendo Switch to play this game during the pandemic. I bought this and I, and I bought Mario Kart, <coughs> of course, because yeah, yes, it's Mario Kart. Now, uh, Animal Crossing. I would say if you're in the know even a little bit, you know exactly what this is. It's like a little life sim builder, except your little animal characters. And you yes. just collect things and you have farming and you build up your little town. Uh, you can play with your friends and you can visit each other's town that you've built up. And the more time you put into it, the better your town can be. So it just, it it, it explodes with creativity on what they want to like do. advanced Minecraft. <laughs> in, in a way, um, except you can't dismantle the world completely. Like yeah. it really just is a sim, a sim town builder with yeah. cute cartoon animal characters. And then yeah. the, the bigger town you make, the more characters you can bring in. You can go fishing, you can garden, you can do all these things, and then yeah. you can arrange your town to look different. So everybody's town, if you have a bunch of friends that decide to play the game, and you go visit each other's towns, you have different towns and you can also help each other out too which is really yeah. really cool so well, it's like uh so disney has a new one out disney a has a new one comparing this it's called Dreamlight. correct a lot it's of people not... have been comparing it to this correct it is 100 percent. so i like that that's not on this list but i'm glad that you brought that up because i think if you don't have a nintendo switch but you have an xbox or playstation or something like that and again mm -hmm. if you have xbox it is on game pass which is really really great um disney Pass. dreamlight adventures have you played it all 
at all, Kia? I have not. I so have not, I have, but I have got, watched people play it. I've I'm got like, about 20 hours. I've got about 20 hours into it because I play it on my on my phone using the Game Pass subscription. Yeah. Um, it is really, really cute. It is very similar to Animal Crossing New Horizons. The difference is, is that everybody knows all the Disney characters. Yes, and to be true. able to enter, basically, the premise of the whole thing is that the Disney, the world that all these characters live in is is kind of gone evil a little bit, dark mist over it in the Disney way, not creepy. Um, and then you're trying to help all the different Disney characters recapture their home, get rid of weeds. And, and it has like the old version of, like it has the old Disney characters that we might have all grown up with, but it also has, also has the all newer the new ones. ones. It also, yeah, it has all the newer ones as well. So I think that's really cool because then it's also like the parents can be like, oh my gosh, I know that character. Yeah, exactly. And not be like, who the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, it's tons of interaction with all the characters. And you're a generic, you're like a generic kid that gets sucked yeah. into the world and you're trying to help out uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and all these all these mm -hmm. characters. So it's really, really interesting um, to interact uh, again. It's just a game, just like Animal Crossing, you're interacting with people, but instead of generic, cute little animals, you are interacting with, with Disney, Disney characters. characters and all the beloved mm -hmm. things. And everyone has their own little world. So if you meet Elsa, Elsa you're doing a lot of Frozen related things and stuff like yeah. that. So really, really oh, cool. Yeah. And a simple game to do has a lot of button mashing stuff and just press X to pull the weeds and do this. And where... you can also customize your, Correct. your world versus somebody else's so it can still be it'll still look different you know like it's still even though you all have the same characters that you're trying to help your world is still very customizable and you can still make it look completely different than other people's yeah um so keep that in mind too like don't think that it's just going to be like oh it's this is going to look like everybody else's no it's not like it's it, you got an imagination use it and it'll look a lot different than other people's um, next up, number three, only an 8.56 out of 10, but I think this is a game for whatever reason, Ubisoft has nailed it and they have kept it relevant and alive. Uh, it is available on the Nintendo Switch and all PlayStation and Xbox platforms. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, Key. I have no idea how these games work on the PlayStation and Xbox, but this is called Just Dance. You have Dance. to have a camera. Okay. You have to have, um, so like with the, like but what about Xbox on the Xbox came out, they came out with the, the connect. Oh, I understand that for the Connect. I played it on the Connect. Okay. But what about um, on these Series X and S that don't have a Connect? Do they have the the wands and no. stuff that you connect? Oh, maybe maybe it comes with the game. I was gonna say it might come with the game then because a lot of the a lot of the co consoles have that where it's like a wand or whatever whatever you got you put it attach it to your hands please make sure you use the wristbands guys. Because... <laughs> well, that was the PlayStation Move. <laughs> no one broken TVs. <laughs> that was the PlayStation um, Move. Yes. Um, but I think a lot of them come with that now. Okay. Um, so you would just use those and that's how they track your moves yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so essentially parents, if you don't know what it is, uh, if you only have an Xbox, I'd be very weary. Please go to a GameStop and ask yes, them how it works for an Xbox. Don't just yeah, buy it on a If you have a Nintendo switch, buy it. No problem. I, I can because they're going to hold the controller. Everything senses the switch is great with all that haptic stuff. Uh, yeah. PlayStation four and five. You might need to move again. If it's a PlayStation or Xbox, please go to your local would, GameStop or video game yes. store and ask them exactly how it's going to work for your kid. If you don't know what you're yes. doing, but just dance games is essentially dance dance revolution that you saw in the arcades and stuff back mm -hmm. in the day, except you get to do it at home. And each year they release a new one. So this is just, yes. just dance 2022, which means it's going to have updated uh, songs and stuff from, 
the kids' generation today. So it's just a really active game, gets them moving, and basically the, the literally the entire point of the game is to dance with Get the music. Your kids to start moving and dancing yeah. to music. And the but, better um, that they play, they unlock they have unlockables yep. in the game to dress up their character. Yep. Um, I will say this um, for parents that might be like not okay with some of the newer music, because I know me personally, some of the newer music I'm not a big fan of. Um, they do have a kid safe mode where it's just kids oh, that's music. Cool. Um, so you can be aware of that. So don't be like, don't just write it off. Okay. Because you're just like, well, I don't like that type of music. I don't want them listening to that type of music. If you are that type of parent, cause I know some parents just don't care and that's not a big deal either. I don't care to each their own, you know, mm. but I know there are parents out there that are like, I don't want my child listening to this. I don't like the lyrics or whatever it is. They do have a kid safe mode where it is just kids songs. Um, that are safe for your kids. So just yeah. be aware of that as well. Agreed. All right. Number two, 9.34 out of 10 rocket league. I don't know. I'm a little iffy on this one. Okay. Uh, I think you might be iffy just because of the competitiveness of it. Yeah. With that being said, this game is extreme. So I want parents to understand this game is extremely competitive. There is, but I'm, I'm a big soccer player. So basically what Rocket League is, if you don't know, you just take cars and a gigantic soccer ball and you put them in an arena and it's usually two or three cars versus two or three other cars. So you're on a team of one or two other people and you have to try to drive the soccer ball into the other goal. It's a very simple, simple concept. The more you play the game, the more you start playing against advanced people. It does have skill based matchmaking, which is good for little kids. So if they're if they're they'll play against their as they play more games, they'll constantly get matched up against their skill level. So I don't think that's necessarily yeah. a problem. But there is no other video game that is seemingly better at making me rage quit than Rocket League. Yeah. Because I um, know what I want the car and ball to do, but I can't get the car get and ball to, to do, do it. The, and yeah. I'm good enough at video games where I have to play against really good competition all the time. Yeah, And it's just absolutely infuriating. But the unlockables the custom car creations the amount of cars you can get the fact that it's a uh is this free to play now i don't know if it is um but i do know that um i don't know if it's free to play um i do know they have a single player mode so if you're worried about that part like yeah you can play against just the ai um i have a friend who's extremely good at this game he is extremely competitive. It is free to play, um, just so you know. Is it free to play? So, okay, yeah, the I wasn't only thing sure. you would spend money on is if you want to buy the season pass, which is typically $10 yeah. a month. Mm-mm. No, I'm... not right now. Um, so, uh, <laughs> kids, man. <laughs> um, they do have a single player mode. So, if you're worried about your kid playing with strangers or whatever, then there is a single player mode. Um, but they do have competitiveness. Um, I, for one, have been, um, I've never played Rocket League, but I have played other games where kids play, and I have been partnered with kids, um, and they have a worse mouth than me. Yeah. So I would say just watch your kids. <laughs> yeah. What I, what I um. do like about this game, Kia, though, is is you could lose 20 games in a row, and you're always unlocking something. Yeah. Always. See, that's The see, amount that's of customization really cool. is really, like, you just feel like you're getting something all the time. Yeah. And that's good. That's really good. And that's without buying the season pass. That's just playing the game. 
That's just playing the game. That's really good then. So I, 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 I wouldn't say that it's not necessarily for kids. I personally am just like, I would be a little more cautious, especially with it being an online game. Correct. But yeah. the fact that they do have a single player mode makes it a little more for me. Okay. Because then I could be like, okay, that's fine. You can play, but you can only play in single player mode because I don't want you playing with strangers. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So, all right, so we move on to number one. I'm sure you can guess what it is since we haven't mentioned it. And if you're watching this on YouTube, it's right over my shoulder on my TV. Uh, Minecraft getting a 9.45 out of 10. Now, I love Minecraft. I'll give you a story of my first Minecraft experience back in the day. This must be about 2010, 11. Minecraft had finally come to Xbox consoles. And I played it a little bit, and I was like, this is kind of cool. Like... You just can pull these blocks up and I made this little house. I'd never played as a console player. I had never played like a, um, a crafting game before ever. Cause that's, was normally a PC thing. Just like this was a PC game. Mm-hmm. And I had gotten my brother, uh, Kalani to play this game. I finally, and the funny thing is, is back then, if I wanted, if you wanted to play in each other's world, the other person's Xbox had to be on. So I, I lived at a yeah. camp. Uh, we were in the off season and I did, it was over Thanksgiving weekend and we played the absolute crap out of it. And he was like, that game is so dumb. I am never going to play that game ever. And I finally got him to play it. Now, what's funny, fast forward 11 years later, uh, Kia, you know as well as I do, is you have a realm. We'll talk about what that is in a second. And he's actually joined your realm and builds ridiculous stuff. I don't know if you've seen anything he's built yet, but I'm sure he's ridiculous. It depends on where he's at. (laughs) But it's funny that this he's been playing this game for 11 years, off and on, of course. But the game has just evolved so much, and he's still playing on a console uh, where console and PC are getting a lot of the updates at the same time now, which is really, really cool. But the game does so much, I think, for little kids, just their mind and their creativity and being yes. allowed to just see what they can do and watching the just as they're discovering things in r- real life, right? I, I have a two and a half year old. And one of my favorite things, one of my favorite stories so far about him is we went to the mall and you know they have those little plate places. Mm-hmm. So there's this like play place and it looks kind of wood woodlands like and rocky and then you can climb up on top of this rock and the way that the graphic is done on this this platform it looks like there's rocks with a creek running down the middle of it and the slide looks like it's a waterfall that you yeah. go down when he climbed up the rock side he loves water and stuff so but he is wary about it like he doesn't he oh, couldn't yeah. tell how deep it was right because he had climbed up He's about a year and a half at this point, and to watch him slowly try to touch the mat that he's standing on top of because he thinks that it's water, and then the realization of like, wait, this isn't water, it's just a picture, and then still toe-tapping on top of it before he realizes it's safe to be on, like that wonder and exploration that you get in the real world, there is no better game, in my opinion, that brings that to a video game better than Minecraft because everything they do is experimental and you're learning it for the first time, even if they get, and and there's so many different layers, right? We can talk about Mm -hmm. the redstone, which is the top tier ridiculousness when it comes to creativity and what they can build. But there's so many things before they even get there on what they're discovering and what they're learning and what they can craft and mix together. And so Key, I'm going to let you take away the rest of this one here. I absolutely love Minecraft and I personally, I never really played it um, until my son asked for it. And um, so I, I let him get it 
<clears throat> I said, because uh, I think it was free or something on my PlayStation for a little while. So I got it and I let him play it. And he just loved it. And I loved watching him play it. And But he wanted somebody to play with. So because me and my husband both owned PlayStations, we also got it on my husband's PlayStation. So when my husband wasn't using his, me and my son would get on and we would play together. Um, and it was just a blast. We had so much fun. And then um, I switched to PC. And I had a couple people come in and asking me about Minecraft. And I was like, well, yeah, I, I've played Minecraft. Like, I, I, I love Minecraft. And everybody's like, oh, we should get together and build a world together. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that would be actually a lot of fun. Because I love seeing other people's creativity. Um, so I have a realm that I run for my Discord. Um, the number one rule is you have to be a part of my Discord. <laughs> <laughs> to be on my realm um and uh for a realm it's basically it's a monthly subscription that i personally pay for for my people um and you can have up to 10 people at one time in the world and what's really nice is that me as the owner if i log off and i still have people on that are wanting to play it doesn't kick them out so when you don't own a, a realm and you're just running around on a world together with your friend, whoever started that world, um, if they decide to get off, their friend has to get off. They can't play together. They, they, they have to play together. Um, the only person that can be in there by themselves is the actual owner of that world. But with the realm, it's a little bit different. Um, now, with a realm also comes quite a few uh, can be problems, but um, so I tend so um, a lot of people who run realms tend to have rules for that purpose, <laughs> um, which I do. So when people spawn in, they actually the rule board's right there, and they can just walk up to the rule board in the Minecraft realm because um, it's in the realm itself. So I have a list of rules in my Discord, but the list of rules is also in the realm. Um, so they can actually just look at the board and, and look at it. Um, but it is a lot of fun. Um, I personally, like I said, like I never played it until my son asked for it. And then it is very, but it is very addicting. I have several worlds that I run just by myself um, and I love to do, but they also have, um, so everything in my realm is on survival. So that's basically, um, you have to pay attention to your food bar you have to pay attention to your health you have to pay attention like you have to get the basics to be able to actually survive in the world um and you the mobs will they will kill you <laughs> so you have to make sure you kill them first obviously um so you do have like with survival that's different but they also have another mold that's called creativity and basically what happens is you can fly around you can do whatever you want you have access to every block possible every block every mob whatever you want you have access to it whereas in survival you don't you have to learn these things you have to learn the recipes you have to work for it so if your kid is just into being creative like creative then just stick them in creative mode and let them go wild and um i've let kane kane does that quite a bit in his own worlds he does a lot of creativity worlds he doesn't care for survival um, and he'll just come up with the craziest things. That kid knows how to do stuff with redstone that I don't. <laughs> and he's seven. So um, I'm just like, how did you do that? <laughs> so um, it's it's fun watching a child just be creative and do what they want. But they also have another mode called adventure mode. I personally haven't tried it out. 
Um, <clears throat> so I don't know much about that mode, but they do have a mode that's called adventure mode. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's I, like I said, I think if there was only one game you were to get someone younger and you wanted to see their creativity grow and you wanted to see what they could do, uh, Minecraft is definitely a good first start. Again, something else uh, that it is completely cross-platform play, I think, on just about everything, um, which is really, really nice. Yep, which is why me and my son can play while I'm still on PC. Because... <clears throat> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I got it for my PC for that reason because I loved it so much. And plus, I wanted to run a realm for my people. Um, I got it for my PC. Um, and my son has it for his Xbox. So we can play together. So it's nice having that. Yeah. And then as they kind of grow, if they really like the Minecraft world and the aesthetic, as they get a little bit older, Minecraft is now releasing other types of games. There's a story, a Telltale game. If you if you are a parent that understands what Telltale games are, The Walking Dead, um, Wolf Among Us, things like that. There is a Minecraft version of one of those games, which is really, really cool. There's also Minecraft Dungeons. So if you're a parent that really likes games like Diablo or... I have Minecraft um, Dungeons. I haven't tried it yet. Things like, like if you're a big Diablo fan, maybe World of Warcraft, something similar to that, that top-down style, and you would love to see if your kids would be interesting to something, uh, in, interested in something like that, there's Minecraft Dungeons, which is also available on, on the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, really, really cool. It's literally... Top-down Diablo in the Minecraft world. Uh, it can the beginning levels are very easy. The later levels are very difficult, very very hard. But <laughs> it is a really cool game, and you don't have to worry about the like craziness and the over-the-top graphics that something like Diablo and the death and the you know underworld and all that kind of goes. Yeah. So it's really really safe for them, and they've got a number of other things. I think there's a Minecraft alter all. AR game on your phone, which is like Pokemon Go, but it's a it's a Minecraft version, Minecraft yeah. Go or something. I, I'm not I, exactly I sure, but there's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I will definitely say for a parent that if you're wanting to get into gaming, Minecraft would definitely be a good good starter. Especially playing um, with your kids. Especially with playing, yeah. Especially if you're wanting to get into a game to be able to play with your child, I would definitely say Minecraft is definitely the go-to. Um, and they have all kinds of things too that you can get. <clears throat> Um, they have different modes. They have different things you can do cosmetically. Um, there's things that you can actually unlock. Um, instead of just purchasing them through the store, you can actually unlock them by doing certain achievements. Um, like I found one, someone was telling me about it. I made this huge slime block trampoline in my realm. It's absolutely genuine. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I literally wanted to create it because I wanted a trampoline-like thing in my realm. I don't know why. I just did. So, <laughs> um, And they're like, if you build all the way to the top. So there is a limit how high you can build, right? Mm -hmm. So if you build, if you go all the way to the top and jump and hit the slime block and, and manage to get, I think, another 120. Like when you jump up, you hit 120 feet. Or 120 blocks up or whatever it is, I think um, you unlock an achievement and it gives you a skin and it's a slime block skin. So you oh, can look awesome. like a slime block. And <clears throat> I was like, I didn't even know that was a thing. So I was like, oh, we're doing this. <laughs> so um, I have it set on my thing. I even put a little sign out says jump at your own your own risk just know that if you do it from this and you hit the slime blocks you'll unlock an achievement um so like i have and i have different levels too for people too if they want to just try it out there's a little dive board and then there's a taller dive board and so um so yeah it's it's a lot of fun 
<laughs> well, there you go, guys. Uh, we will put a link in the description to this website um, from Microsoft. Uh, looks like it was taken from Screen Rant as well. Saeed Wazir. I'm sorry, Saeed, if, if, you're, if you happen to come across us and I, I mispronounced your name. But uh, great article here. And again, this is just updated for 2022. This is not, we're not trying to exclude any other games that are out there that are good for your kids. But this is just kind of their top 10 list right now. So that is going to be it for us this week here at Parents for Scheming. My name is James III, and I am with Kia Kane. Don't forget, you can find Kia over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash kiakane0801. Her link will also be in the description. With that being said, thank you guys so much. This has been Parents for Scheming, episode 50, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.